Hear, O sons, the instructions of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. Proverbs 4, verses 1 and 2. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, Merry Christmas, one and all. Tis the season. And if you're listening to this sometime in the distant future and it's not Christmas time, that's okay. Because Christmas can live in your heart all year long. <laughs> right? Am I right? Oh, I know I'm right. Welcome to the Legion of Michael Show. I'm your host, Paul Markle. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to listen for choosing this podcast, for choosing to share it with other people, for making the excellent decision to leave a review and to share this on your, oh, I don't know, whatever socialist media thing you guys are farting around on now, but thank you very much for sharing it. I was looking for a topic today. I was looking for a topic for this show, and I didn't have one. One didn't jump out at me, and And uh, my producer sent me a a message. My producer sent me a a note uh, in in one of our our communication channels. It said, hey, you got that show ready for me to post there, buddy, guy? (laughs) Uh, and, And I sent him a message back, and the message I sent back was working on it. Uh, to be quite honest, my the only way, thing I was working on was it was in my brain. I was thinking, what am I going to talk about? Then I remembered. I remembered. I said, go back to I had a notebook or I have a notebook. And when we were on our road trip, I wrote some notes deliberately. I wrote some notes down because quite often when I'm on the road, well, I don't know about you, but when I'm on the road and I'm on a road trip, I've got a lot of time to, well, look out the window and think. And um, oftentimes conversations that we have in the car or the vehicle uh, spur thoughts. And I wrote it down and I opened it up. I was like, aha, there we go. Top of the thing. It says Legion of Michael Topics. Top of the page. Legion of Michael Topics. My son and I were having a conversation and uh uh, we both like to consider ourselves students of history, um, and we mentioned, I don't know even remember now how it came about, but there was something that's going on in our world today, and I pointed out, I said, this is not the first time here on planet Earth this problem has, has arisen. As a matter of fact, it's happened before. And my son said, he goes, if... Man is doomed 
if if man is destined to keep making the same mistakes over and over, then there's no help or hope for mankind. Or is there? Is it a good thing or a bad thing that men have made the same types of mistakes or have had the same types of problems that today, as they did 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago, if you read the, the books of the great Western philosophers, the, the Socrates and Plato's and, and those guys, if you read what they wrote, if you read the works of John Locke, if you read you know, some books from hundreds of years ago, you take a look at it and you're like, mm, I know they didn't have the internet or Apple phones or iPhones or whatever, but it seems like they had the same problems or the same issues a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, five thousand years ago, uh, as we're having today. So, are we as men, as men, are we just doomed to keep making the same mistakes over and over again? Are we in this endless cycle? And it doesn't matter what we do, we're just gonna keep making the, every generation or so. We're gonna keep having the same problems, making the same mistakes. I thought about that. I wrote it down. I wrote in the notebook. I said, is this a good or bad thing? And it made me, uh, well, it reminded me of a time when I was a young man, a young teenager. I was probably, oh, I don't know, eighth grade or so. How old are you when you're in eighth grade? You're like 13, 14 years old. And I was very fond of a young lady. It's very fond of a young lady. And this young lady went to a different school than I did. But our schools, I went to a, a parochial school when I was living in Detroit. And there was a, a network of parochial schools. And we played each other in soccer or football and basketball and and. Uh, baseball and track meets and so on and so forth. So I, I believe there was probably eight or nine schools in our, our little, and of course living in Detroit, all these schools were probably within 10 or 15 miles of each other. They weren't that far away from each other. Uh, and this girl went to another school and I had a friend who had a friend who went to that school and, and I talked to the, my friend's friend and and uh, this girl was a cheerleader for the other school, and I was super fond of her. And back then, uh, I'm going to go tell on myself, back then there was no internet. No, we didn't have text messages. We had phones that sat on a stand in our living room or hung on the wall in our kitchen. And I was able to muster up the courage to get this young lady's phone number. Yes, yes, I did. I mustered up the courage uh, to get her phone number. And then I dialed it. And and I don't know, I don't remember if she picked up or mom or dad picked up or something, but I talked to her on the phone, on the telephone with my voice. That's right. I didn't have a script. I didn't even know. The, the crazy thing is I had no idea what I was even going to say. But I, I mustered the courage to make the phone call. And we talked. Not for very long. I don't know. 
you know, back then to me, it seemed like a long time, but it might've been 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something like that. And, and I, I, I don't know what I did. I, I tripped over my tongue and, and I, I felt awkward as teenage boys, you know, as 13 year old boys are apt to do when they're talking to girls, they feel awkward and, and silly. And so the conversation ended, I hung up the phone and I was just devastated because I felt that I had embarrassed myself. Now, of course, you know, looking back, and you say, well, what did you expect from yourself there? Or what, what, what kind of standard did you think you were being held to? You're a 13-year-old boy, you know, who's got all these hormones racing around in his body, and he's just, like, sniffing around the little girls. And so, but my dad, being the good father that he was, he he came in the room after I'd hung up the phone, you know, and I was just... Oh, I, was, I don't know if I was breathing heavier, huffing or puffing or whatever, but I was embarrassed because I felt like I just came across as a dummy, as a goofball. As a, I said, I probably said something like, she's going to think I'm an idiot. And so to his great credit, my dad sat down sensing my embarrassment and he told me a story about when, when he was in high school. And in how he had embarrassed himself in front of some girls. And at that moment, it really made me feel better. It made made me feel better because, especially coming from someone that I, I obviously had a tremendous amount of respect for. I mean, this is my father. And I thought, wow, if my dad, who I look up to, if he was embarrassed at one time or he did something embarrassing and obviously he survived uh, and I survived. Thank you for checking. Well, then I didn't, I didn't feel so bad. I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel like I was the only idiot on the planet anymore. Cause when I hung up that phone, I had that, that's the feeling that I had. I had that feeling like I was the stupidest person on the planet. I was a moron. I was a dumb, dumb. I can't believe, uh, how embarrassing that was and how dumb I sounded or whatever. And of course, now you look back at it and it's just silly. But at the time I had that feeling and I felt alone. I felt like I was the biggest idiot in the world. But then my dad came in and, and he told me a story about how he had done something embarrassing and he'd bared himself in front of some high school girls and I didn't feel so bad anymore. Why do we have this book? And I'm holding up the, my copy of the Holy Bible. Why do we have all of, You ever think about why do we have this? You say, well, we got to have it because the Ten Commandments are in there and the Ten Commandments... Tell us what what to do and what not to do. Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, I mean, the, the Ten Commandments, you know, you're like, well, and, and there's the gospel too. You know, you got the gospel. I'm like, okay. So, but if we just took the Ten Commandments, because right now, living in our modern world, in our post, you know, Christ world, and in the, the post-crucifixion, you know, the post-raising uh, from the dead, uh, and we're waiting for the second coming, we we don't we don't have to have all those Old Testament stories, right? And do we need all those letters from Peter and from Paul? Do we need all those? Because I mean, we could get by with just the Ten Commandments and the Gospel, right? And then call it good. 
Why do you suppose that God gave us the words of the prophets? Why do you suppose they put the letters from Paul to the Thessalonians and the Galatians and the Corinthians and uh, the words to the Romans and so on and so forth? You see, our Heavenly Father has provided us with lessons so that we may learn from those lessons and do better than those who came before us. Or perhaps, perhaps, we'll make a mistake or we'll encounter a problem. And then we'll see that that, impro- that, that problem or that mistake, it's not the first time in the world that that's ever happened. You actually, as, as special as you feel, you're not the first person on planet Earth to screw up or to make that mistake. As a matter of fact, probably a lot of people before you did. And it is comforting, at least it is to me, to go back and to read those stories, to read the words of King David, to read the words of Solomon. Obviously, you guys know that I like the book of Ecclesiastes and, and, and Proverbs and so forth. You read these, and it gives you that sense of, I'm not alone. I'm not the only dummy on earth. I'm not the only person to ever make that mistake. As a matter of fact, people before us did. Really good people made mistakes, and they still did good things. Now, in the broader sense, in the broader sense, when we look at mankind having the same type of problems on a broad scale, uh, you know, any on a grand scale, like a government or a state. Look at the Holocaust and the genocide, and you say, "Well, everybody knows about the Holocaust, but was that the only genocide that ever took place on planet Earth?" And you're like, "Well, honestly, no. That has occurred in pretty much every every totalitarian regime that has ever taken power." During you know Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, and and Kublai Khan, when they swept across Asia, they murdered tens, if not hundreds, of thousands, maybe perhaps millions. I don't know what the historians say. Millions died in the Soviet Union. Millions died as a result of Chinese communism under Mao. Millions died under Pol Pot. And yet we, it, we keep seeing these hangs happen over and over again. And it's easy for us who have open eyes to look and to say, wow, here we are in our modern era. We're in the 21st century. We shouldn't have to be dealing with government tyranny and with genocide. We shouldn't have to be dealing with these things because they've already happened. We should have learned our lesson. Why do they keep happening? I believe that the reason mankind keeps making the same mistakes is because out of sheer and utter manly arrogance, man looks to himself or he looks to other men for answers. He becomes reliant upon himself, upon other men, upon the world, 
Men become arrogant and haughty and full of themselves. They believe that they are the smartest people ever to walk the earth, the cleverest men ever to walk the earth, and they have all the answers. And because of this arrogance, because of this pride, we end up making the same mistakes over and over and over. And you say, well, what's the, what's the solution? The solution is obvious. It's right there in front of your face. Rather than to be arrogant and to look to men or rely upon men, instead, maybe we should humble ourselves. Maybe these men should humble themselves and look to their heavenly father and to his word. You see, people will say, oh, you Christians and, and your Bible and, and your, your make-believe God, if there really is a God, then why is there, and then they, they fill in the blank, why is there hunger? Why is there genocide? Why are there wars? Why is this? Why is that? As if all of these things are, are creations of God, that our Heavenly Father started the war. Our Heavenly Father caused the famine. Ladies and gentlemen, if you look at these problems and these issues and the things that people say, are oh, you Christians? You, how can you be a Christian and believe in God when there's, when there's misery and suffering and, and so on in the world? And you say, I would say to that person, if they were to say it to me, who is it that caused that problem? Well, you know, you know, God shouldn't allow those children in Africa or Asia or wherever to be hungry. Where were God's children, and why did they allow those children to be hungry? Where were the men who should have fed those children? Well, there was wars and genocide. Wars and genocide. God did that, or did man do that through his supreme arrogance? through looking to other men, through his pride, through his arrogance, through his hubris, rather than humble themselves and look to their Heavenly Father, ask their Heavenly Father for forgiveness. I am a fallible, sinful man, and I come before you, Heavenly Father. I come before you asking in your Son's name for forgiveness. Give me the strength. Give me the wisdom. Let me do what is right. No, instead, we do that. Why do we have the same problems, guys? We have the same age-old problems because man refuses to humble himself and refuses to acknowledge his father. We refuse to acknowledge God. Instead, we rely upon men and their sinful ways. And you wonder why we have the same problems generation after generation. It's not God's fault. God didn't make you sin. He didn't make you arrogant. As a matter of fact, all throughout this book, in the thousands of pages, he advises you to be humble, to acknowledge him, to come to God our Father. And how do we get there? Christ said, no one gets to the Father but through me. Yet, 
we have people who say, well, this is mankind is doomed to make the same mistakes. Mankind is only doomed to make the same mistakes because mankind refuses to humble himself and acknowledge the word of his father. It's not hard. It's actually pretty simple. It's actually right there. So if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling either in the personal sense that you know, you are the biggest dummy in the world or you're the greatest sinner in the world or you have failed, you haven't. And maybe if you have, you're not the first one. You're not the first one to embarrass themselves. You're not the first one to fall short and to sin. You are not the first one to make a mistake. We've got a whole entire book full of people who made mistakes, admitted that they made mistakes, and moved on. You're not the only one. And when it comes to the greater scheme, why does mankind keep making the same mistakes? Why do we have to keep dealing with the same problems every hundred years, every thousand years? Well, maybe we need to dive back into that book. Maybe we need to humble ourselves and stop looking toward men for the answers. Stop looking towards ourselves for the answers and look to our Heavenly Father. All right, let's go ahead and close it out with a warrior's prayer. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.